Okay. I know everybody's um, might be tight on time. You guys ready to get started? Yes. Okay. So ready. <laughs> I don't think I should ask him if he's prepared. I feel like there be, there's some irony in that question. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, yes. see, that could be in the intro. Yes. That could be good. That's pretty good. I like that's that. High that's high on, folks. <laughs> that's right. Let's Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. All right, here we are, back for another captivating episode. Let's begin by introducing everyone. First is my co-pilot today. He's been on the show many times before, so often that uh, I've, I've offered to refer to you as my co-host, and you declined. Um, no, correct, because... Every time it's going to be my last time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to follow through on that yeah. threat or uh-huh. promise? Promise. Okay. It's a promise. It, okay. It's something you've been wishing for for a long time. There is no long question. Time. Okay. You've been described by our listening audience no, no, as, no, 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 no. as a national no, treasure. No. Members of no. our listening audience have called you a national no, treasure. No, not members. Member of our listening audience. One. One, which I seriously doubt that. Are you disputing? Yes, I am. Are you saying he's wrong? I am disputing it heavily. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, Greg, I think you will at least agree on this. The one thing that we consistently do on Gravity Beard is we entertain, inform, and educate the listener. That's true. I agree with you. I think we do that pretty successfully and pretty consistently on the show. Right. Okay. Well, thanks to our guests, today is no exception. So let's introduce them. Yeah. Okay. So our first guest is a husband. He's a father. He's a member of the wow. local. He's a member of the local business community. Oh, but most importantly, wow. most importantly, he's a dedicated doomsday prepper. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes. This is this is a unique experience, you know. Um, get to talk about something that uh, is just a part of my life. Well, we're very interested in getting into that, and we will in just a moment. But that's not all. We have a second guest. She's a friend and coworker of ours, Greg. Yes, and she's been on the podcast she ha- before. Very recently. Yes. She's also a member of the local business community. She's Brandon's wife. And most importantly for her, she is not a doomsday prepper. That's right. She is not. Please welcome Megan. Megan. Oh, the second time. And we're gonna we're gonna She's replace this really herself on this really low tech clapping with some other clapping later that'll yes. sound much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Megan, how are you? I'm good. So thanks for being here. Last time you didn't really like being on the podcast. Yeah, well that's how I was gonna I ask. I don't really are, like attention, you know. Are are you are you as reluctant today as you were the last time you were here? I would say so, yes. Really? <laughs> as reluctant? Really? because <laughs> wow, so you were really reluctant last time. I don't know. I'm just not very good at being on the spot. Okay, well, we're going to put Brandon on the spot, and you're just going to jump in yeah. as you feel comfortable. Sounds yeah. good. Okay, good. Brandon's just, good at being on the just spot. Just your everyday life. Yeah, just everyday life. Right. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not really preparing. Right. You're, you're just living life. That's what yeah. my point is. You, you know, this is just a mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not right. something you're doing. Yeah. Well, so, so Megan, what I'd like for you to do is, is as Brandon is teaching us about prepping, we'd like to weave in kind of your perspective and experience on the whole thing. That'd be okay. Sounds good. Great. Okay, so Brandon. When someone uses the term doomsday prepper, what do they mean? Well, I think that people have got this negative connotation. Everybody gets, you know, everybody like, oh, you're a doomsday prepper. Like, why why are you doing that? Do you want the world to end? And I always tell people, no, I mean, I, I love getting on my app and hitting favor and having people bring me, you know, gourmet food. And mm-hmm. I love going to the grocery store and having a thousand things to choose from. And, sure. and if, if, if at the end of my life I die and nothing happens, I will be the happiest man. I have no desire to see the, the end of the U.S. or have some kind of natural catastrophe with millions or thousands of people are dying. And it, it just means that uh, you're prepared for anything. And I don't think that's a necessarily a bad thing. We've been trying to get prepared for our entire human evolution, and and some people are more prepared than others. And I prefer, I prefer to be the person that at the end of the day says, "Hey, if something did happen, I wasn't the guy sitting out there going, who's going to help me? I can help myself.'" So, wow. so it's born out of out of an, you wanting to be self sufficient. Yes, uh, I'd say so. It's 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 that, and you know, there's a lot of things. 
in history. I was a big history person in high school and, and in college and stuff like that. And and if one thing that history has taught me just from education is that history repeats itself. And to say that, you know, we're in the U.S. and you know nothing's ever going to happen because we've got so much technology and we've got everything like that 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 keeps us from ever falling is just a fallacy. I mean, all right. Well, before we go any further, uh, you and I need to talk online because I mean, you pretty much convinced me I need to start prepping. <laughs> 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 We need to, Greg, Greg didn't have an opinion out. either way going into this, <laughs> right. and now I think you're okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, we're going to reassess that at the end, but I think we know what direction you're going. Uh, Correct. So, so how did you get involved in this? You know, it really, it really wasn't like it, it started off just being, hey, you know, I can, I see a couple things here and there that that worry me, and just kind of the social economic stuff that you know, coming out of college and. And it really wasn't, you know, in high school and stuff like that, I was a hunter and, you know, kind of grew up on a horse farm and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up in rural America, which probably makes you a little bit more, you know, you where you feel like you need to really prepare and and take care of your own self because you're your own your own man. But then it really started after after college when I started living by myself and stuff like that and realized, hey, you know, I'm I've got no family here. I need to be able to take care of myself because there's no one. I mean, there's no one in my family here. So it's really where I was born. So usually when you get into some sort of activity or hobby or something similar to this, you find yourself uh, um, joining or being part of a community. So are you part of a prepper community that's Uh, out there? No, I mean, it goes back to, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket tomorrow. I mean, it just started off. But it could. It could. Yeah. Yeah, it could. But it really started off as just, hey, I need to get – you know, I need to get guns, I need to get food, and I need to get water. And then as you start going down that rabbit hole, well, you go, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what if this? And next thing you know, it's like, well, you know, it starts off as something you're just preparing for. And, and next thing you know, you become a doomsday prepper and you're on a show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're on a small podcast with little or no audience. Yeah, it's okay. So, so see how far you've come? More like, no. Yes. <laughs> you've arrived. <laughs> Okay, so would you agree that people outside the the community consider preppers to be a little nuts? Yes, there's no doubt. I, I Megan will tell people that we barely know, like our neighbor. They came over. They've never they've they've never met us. She goes, "He's a doomsday prepper," and I'm just like, "Oh God, <laughs> you don't even know these people. Yeah. Don't tell people I'm a doomsday prepper." One, because it's just kind of embarrassing because they, they, that's they're gonna think I'm crazy. And number two is the people that are gonna rob you first are gonna be your neighbors. So now I'm gonna kill these people. <laughs> So they, just, they just went to the top of Brandon's murder yeah. list. Well, is, is, well, part of your, probably, is part of your prepping preparing a murder list? Oh, it's not a murder list. It's just like, you know, the people that are most desperate are probably going to be people around you that haven't prepped at all. And so they're like, well, that guy's got water. That guy's got food. And then he lives right over the fence. And well, in her case, too, maybe she's just preparing them because, you know, you're building some bunker in the backyard for her to, for them to Actually, realize what's going on. During our remodel, she right. completely killed my bunker. Really? Uh, yes, oh, I know. Oh, no. It's because it added like a million dollars to her. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was, Would you have it done was, it? it was, Would you have done it? Yes, 100%. Oh, okay. 100%. Right, yeah, right. it was substantial, though. It was, okay. it, uh, yeah. At the time, okay. we didn't have enough money to finish the house, but I was still at the bunker. <laughs> he would he would have skipped the entire rest of the project and just done the bunker. Hey, we, would, we would have lived underground. I know it's for a million a dollars more, but let's cut back on the hardwoods and this and the bathroom in here. Let's just do carpet, and we can maybe do. Yeah, that. honey, you don't really need that closet. <laughs> okay, so so Megan, how long have how long have you and, how question. long have you and Brandon known each other? <clears throat> let's see. We started dating in. 2010. 2010, and we've been married five years next, or this month. Yeah, April 13th. Okay. And h- how long have you been in, into prepping? Since I've been probably oh, 24. S- okay, since 23, so before 24. You, so before you guys oh, well, yeah, started dating. it definitely got hyped, I mean, ramped up. Uh, no, what got ramped up is money. <laughs> <laughs> I always had so oh, he could afford okay. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. So now. my question was. <laughs> so my question was is, what was it? What was Megan? What was the conversation like when he introduced you to this interest of his? There's no conversation. It's just that's the way he lives. But but, <laughs> it, but at some it. point you discovered, hey, this is something that my boyfriend or my husband's into. Yeah. What was that experience? Just kind of getting uh, up to getting up to speed on that. Okay. So I think I really realized like he's really into prepping when he built me a uh, bug out bag 
<laughs> and he was just really. If you, if do you know what a bug out bag is, it's like only because you've recently explained a little okay. bit about it. So a bug out bag is a bag that has all your essentials like food, water, like a knife, maybe extra set of clothes, just anything you could need. That if you had, were in a hurry, you can grab that bag and go and survive off of it. And um, for how long? Seventy-two hours. Okay. For the initial, but go ahead. Okay. So when he was assembling this bug out bag, I was just like, he was just researching like everything. What, and what point of your relationship was he I doing think the we bug out? Married, maybe. We were we were married at that point. So you were hiding your. Uh, you were I, hiding it from it, her. It was it wasn't until I started actively incorporating. So like I had I had freeze dried food and MREs, and I have not that am, much though. I like you started ammo. getting MREs for Christmas from my family. Cause like I've actually never received ago. an MRE for Christmas. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm not either. And he got solar panels one year. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, but it was, I mean, it like, was it when just, I it, that's all her. When, I feel like it started when we got married. And that's I guess that's when we started making more money. So you're like, she's not leaving. So now I can let her in. <laughs> I feel like he all, like something click. He's like, I gotta protect her now. And then he like all of a sudden got me oh, like so it's all a protection this protection thing. That 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 really was you, once that once we got married. I was like, all right, I need to incorporate her because she was. But wouldn't longer. she know what you're doing for yourself before that? Uh, no, no, not really. She, I'm, I've, I keep it. Nuts. They're all in closets and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's not like it's like, oh my god, there's there's four years of survival food in my living room. I'm using it as a table. <laughs> I guess it like <laughs> not that per se, but my legs are actually wise, wise, wise food. <laughs> I guess you could say like I started noticing a lot because ever since iPads came along, like we can surf the internet in bed. So mm-hmm. like every like every night. I'll look over and he's researching something about prepping, and like every night, pretty much. Okay. If not building or like a project, he's like right now he's building a table like for the ranch, and that's a whole another subject. Why do we have a ranch <laughs> to, <laughs> to bug out to? Okay, all right. But you know, it goes back to just just the basics of a bug out bag. Like, if for instance, like if you had to leave right now, like what what would, what you, would you do? What, what would you like? Grab? What would you guys grab? What what is prepared in your guys' house? Each one of you. I would go to your house. Well, no, everyone <laughs> says that. Don't come to my house because he'll murder you. I know exactly. I know. The cutoff right. I will be murdered. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're you're below the line. Yeah. If you had to leave right now, where, what are you grabbing? Just give me a list. See the a fact that gun, you, have to, you, 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 I think you would a really gun, knife, you would, hang on. I, I think what you would do is really hastily watch the, machete, the Steve Martin movie, The Jerk, and whatever pie. he was carrying. That's what you would try to carry. Correct. So like a lamp, a rubber and band, and a, and a poodle, and one of those paddle ball games. Uh huh. And you would just in, in a bathrobe, and you just uh-huh. head out into the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hang hang on, because I, I want to. I actually do want to get into that, but I want to do it this way. So. I'm assuming there's different levels of preparedness. In, in, in other words, I need a pillow. <laughs> I need a pillow. Be, because, I because, sleep that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Because an obvious question to ask here is: is what is it that you're preparing for, or, or what kind of scenarios are we talking about? So there's, <clears throat> well, as I say, when you go down the rabbit hole here, and you start preparing, you start preparing for different things. One of which is going back to your scenario: I can survive for 72 hours. Okay, yeah, a lot. I mean. Most people can, right? The shelves on the grocery store will stay stocked for three days before they all run out. Before, if there's a rush on the grocery stores. If there's a rush on the grocery stores and also, like, there's no power. Like, so there's an EMP blast that knocks out everything. Right. Sorry, what? Electromagnetic pulse, okay? And the, EM, and the EMP will really? fry. Yeah. Will fry all electronics. Anything that's electric. And that can happen from a solar flare, a nuclear bomb, all that stuff that you do from a like a level standpoint is because okay, if I need to leave my house right now, what would I grab and how quickly could I grab it, right? And that's that's if you need to, to move to move away from a situation. If you need to shelter in place, how long can you make it? So so the real question is the, the first thing is water. Like you've limited yourself, right? So how much water do you have? How much water will your family need? You need at least eight glasses of water. I have a about date. twenty-four ounces. Right, exactly. You're gonna need at least a hundred fluid ounces a minimum to survive a day for an average man, right? That's right. that's roughly eight eight cups of water, okay? And then so you like researched exactly how much it's gonna take. Yeah, and so if you have yes, exactly, and okay. so if you have 
you know, do you have how many ounces is, is one pound? That's an important. That's an important thing to know. How many ounces is one pound? I have no idea. Sixteen. 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 Yeah. And I asked then, Google that the other day. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's important though because every pound that you have to carry, oh, that's true, is one pound that that you know extra, right? Right. So when you're talking about water, which is one of the heaviest things that you're going to be carrying, right? You can't bring gallons and gallons of water, right? right. It, right. You, you're not going to be running out there and you got a backpack full of fifty right. pounds of water. You but know? my like, feather pillow is going to be light. Your feather pillow will <laughs> be light. Right. Uh, so how many pounds are you pre- are you prepared to carry? I guess. So our bug out bags are around fifty pounds. <laughs> 50 pounds. 50 I laugh pounds. because... <clears throat> which, I, is, which is more than half of Megan's weight. Yeah, right. no, which is actually not good. You don't want to carry more than half your weight. Like, that's the reality of... You want to carry right. about a third of your weight. And it's it's actually... So she's in trouble. She's See, in trouble. Brandon's <laughs> in trouble, too. We're all in trouble. Brandon's 50 pounds trouble is really Because Brandon's is 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what all is in that. So, first so you, off, what you you got some water, and then you've got freeze dried food, which is great because freeze dried food is light and it stays good for twenty five years, but it requires water to reconstitute. Right. It counts. It requires typically eight ounces, and then you've got a how mix, much freeze dried food? In in the backpack, you've got probably three days of that, and then you've got about a day or two of MREs, which MREs okay. are better because they. They don't have to be reconstituted with water. They're mm-hmm. a little bit heavier, but you're also losing the water weight um, that you do with the um, freeze-dried food. But an MRE is ready to go right then, but it okay. only lasts five years. So instead of a 25-year shelf life, you get a five-year shelf life. So you've got this food so in So how much total food do you have, like, for how many days? It's like three to five in there. Okay. Right. Per bag. Right. So the other thing you have in here is you got to watch. So if you've got some kind of stuff that that uh, doesn't allow your iPhone to connect or anymore, right? You've got that. You've got walkie talkies. The other thing that you'll have in there is you got your clothes. A change of clothing now. You've got a mixture of how much clothing do you have? You've got typically one pair of pants. That's like a tactile pair of pants, and it's just three pairs of underwear, three pairs of socks, and they're microfiber socks. They're not cotton. So that you can do, you can use that, and then you've got different tops. You've either got short sleeve shirt or a long sleeve shirt, and then you've got a beanie in there if it's cold. Uh, you've got a headlamp. You've got a um, you've got a, a normal flashlight, right? You've like got, a tactical flashlight type deal. Yeah, but they're so they're small, and then and then you've also got fire starting stuff. You've got uh, like a little a flint type deal. You got what? flint and then a propane little like rocket stove. Okay, okay? so you can heat and boil Ooh. water. Oh, yeah. You've got a, a water filtration system in there. Uh, you've got actual hard maps, so you're not be able to use your cell phone at all. So you've actually got maps of the city. So we've got detailed maps of just Dallas, Fort Worth that are that are there. And then I've got escape routes planned. There's three different routes. You have three different routes. How you get out routes. of the city? Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, is that you're going to have medicine. So if you've got any kind of pills or anything like that you normally take, and then also you go get antibiotics. And so we've got antibiotics for all different things. So the other thing we've got in there, we've got guns that are already locked and loaded, ready, sitting in the bags and stuff like that, loaded. Now, now you say us, so you've got yourself and her and, and, and Megan we, covered, but you also have a one-year-old child. Yeah, and so that goes what? back to like you know we've got body armor for each one of us, and then we've also is that got, because of the people. Yes. Okay. So your initial, so the initial going back to your, and it's like made for, it's like custom made basically for body her. Arm, yeah, right? for her, yeah. and then yeah, for so it's the same one that the CIA and the FBI have gone to. It's, and, and, and so do you have to keep replacing it for your child? Because obviously it grows really fast. So he doesn't have body armor because he's not going to be encountering a threat that, that he's going to be able to handle at this point in his life. The one thing that we do have, though, is we've all got gas masks, and he's even got one. The Israeli makes one for It's called the Marfa system for kids that are under three years old. And then they have, a I think it's a Smurf system for kids that are three to eight years old. And then by the time they're after eight, they can actually use a child's gas mask. But the Israelis have planned for this because they're sitting in a very dangerous neighborhood. So... so so how much how much does a custom gas mask for a for a one year old cost? It costs about three hundred bucks. It's not it's not that big, and and it's it's not like, <laughs> and it's 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 like a backboard where you can carry. It's like for an infant, you stick them up there. What it uses positive airflow, so it blows oh, yeah. it into basically a bag. You cinch down the bag, and it's got a filter on it, so it's sucking in good air and blowing it out. Have you like there. tested it with them? I've tested it on myself. Okay. That doesn't surprise me that your source for that is the Israelis. They seem like they'd be really prepared. They are really prepared. But going back to our other thing, trying to get back to where we started this, is that your first 
problem is is keeping people away. And seventy two hours, everything's gonna be great. Nobody's gonna have nobody's gonna be typically fighting you for anything. Everybody's gonna be kumbaya. Let's help each other get out of there. But when the when the help doesn't arrive, then people are gonna get Panic. desperate. Panic. Yeah. And then you've got another two weeks. That will be Chris. <clears throat> right. Two. To, yes. <clears throat> two to four weeks of panic. Okay. You might want to kill him right now. Actually. <laughs> I'm gonna panic after like thirty minutes. <laughs> And so insane. And so when you do that, though, you've got to have enough weapons and guns to go fight off whatever. And how much ammunition? You know, do you have a you know a case of shotgun shells? I mean, how many people are you? I mean, the people always demonize AR-15, but the AR-15 is perfect for what this is going to entail. So do you have one of those? Oh, I've got five of them. You know, plus other things. I mean, I'm I'm ready. I've got. Are you going to carry all five of them? No, I've got them. I've got them different places. I've got some at the ranch, some here, and then I've got probably forty different magazines and stuff like that for. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. If a few years go by and this doesn't seem like it's going to happen, you could always just start a cult. (laughs) (laughs) You're totally prepared for that. I I have no desire to start a cult. Okay. None. 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 All right. Fair enough. I'm just uh, just trying to offer you a plan B. (laughs) Well, you're going to be in it. Yes. Uh, that's right. Here's some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm not falling for that. I'm not going to fall for that. So, Please so, give him so lots anyways, of Kool-Aid. After that first two weeks, though, I'd say 90% of the people are going to die from disease because the, there's not going to be water filtration. You know, That's the most important thing. How do you get your water clean, right? And then the other thing is sanitary. My dog will live, I'll tell you that, because she drinks the worst Water ever. <laughs> She'll go outside and drink it out of like just a disgusting pond or something like that. And I'm like, what do you do? Stop it. And she just drinks. She's fine. Yeah. She's <laughs> why, why is that? We'll all die. Yeah. From that, exactly. Right? Exactly. From some amoebas or parasites or something. But dogs are dogs. Fine. Yeah. They, they, they live through that stuff. No but problem. You're more likely to die of that from a, basically a month through the rest of the time that's going really? on of a like getting like I said getting a scratch working outside getting a scratch no and no antibiotics and then all of a sudden you die Bob Marley died of an infected toe, you know. He was Rossafari, right. you know. It's just those things that you don't think of. You everybody thinks about the people killing you, shooting you. Yeah, that will happen in you know, the beginning. It might happen somewhere down the line, but your your real chance of getting killed is you're gonna be doing you you're not a farm laborer, you're not a farm laborer, she's not a farm laborer. I'm I mean, I, I was at one point, you know. Now my life I'm not there anymore, but we don't have calloused hands. We're all used to be outside working. I got some all calluses the time. on my hands. Yeah, yeah. It's, feel that right it's there. Not, it's not from working. Feel that right there. It's not from working. See? It's a cow. It probably has not? something to do with some sort of leisure activity yeah. he was involved in. It's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. He's not prepared for anything. No, but it's those cuts of the hands that you got to really worry about, or or, or you know something. So just else. make you got really fresh grips on your racket, because otherwise you're going to cut your hands. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to it tight and just pound you over the head with okay, it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so give us just a, a short list, or maybe it's not short, of the scenarios that you feel like you need to be prepared for. Power outage is a big one because everyone because going back to oh we've got so much technology that uh, we can nothing can ever happen. Well, well I guess if you I guess what I'm saying is, away, is events. What events? Yeah, like I'm saying, the EMP blast is probably the the thing I worry most about. And the second, my it, wife worries the most about that too, actually. Yeah, the power going out. If the power goes yeah. out, that's when things get really basic because the gas pumps don't work. And if right. the gas pumps don't work, nothing really works. The, right? Nothing but, works. Yeah. And so if the gas pump doesn't work, then you can't pump gas. Like so, how much gas do you guys have at your house right now that you could? You just what's in your car? Yeah, I've got what? about fifteen gallons. Yeah, in your car, right? Yeah. Exactly. So if that if that runs out, so what <laughs> I've are you got none. Do? People yeah. tend to freak out when they're gas. Electric car. Too. I remember the gate. Remember the, when the, that there's that temporary like one day shortage and everyone freaked out? Yeah, the fake gas shortage. And that just shows you right there, people are filling up trash cans. I mean, a trash can, like a trash can in the back of a pickup truck. They're just filling uh-huh. 55 gallons. Yeah. I mean, this that's what—that's how, that was one day. Can you imagine a sustained no blackout no. for a week? I, I cannot. Two, three, cannot. four weeks? Okay, so what, what else? Let's keep going on. Okay, so, so, so then the other thing is, you know, social collapse from the economy collapsing that's that's another one right mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have another you know stock market tank something happens social unrest stock brokers start jumping out of windows right whatever you know yeah. rush on the banks you, know, you just have another economic uh collapse of something of that nature and, and then the other thing is is um you end up in some kind of government dispute where the people are, are fighting and the, and the whole government breaks down and your ability to get goods in and out are, are, are challenging. So what, what about uh, like, like nuclear? Well, that, that goes back into an EMP. 
okay. like like or a nuclear power. Like if that happens, yeah, I mean we we've got a plan for that right now. Like, do you know? Like, so what really got me into that prepping is, is that. Well, whole, you had a plan until she put the Knicks on the bump bunker. Yes, but Benny <laughs> bought a ranch. Well, here's the thing, though: is is if the, you got a text message right now, like right now, like you know, the, you have to have a plan for everything before it happens, right? Because Russia be, has a missile headed towards Dallas, right? Which is so. What would you do? Like, what are you guys doing right now? Like, how, how's do you even know what to do if a nuclear well, bomb hits you? A lot of times, nope. I, my my thing is go on to the garage. On that, I don't know that we'll have fair enough warning to get out of here. Basically, what we need to do is go down to the garage and go down to the lowest level of the garage. That's enough time for you to get to the garage. Our plan is right now is that we've got a residential tower. You want as much concrete and brick between you and the and the fallout. So what happens initially is the nuclear blast comes in, boom, hits, right? You've got however much time you have to get underground. If you If you... Get underground, then your next problem is the first 24 hours because the radioactive isotopes and all the debris is coming down for 24 hours. That's your highest exposure. And so you got your bags. Each person's got their bags. So we've got our. So we got our bags. No, so, they so, don't have their bags here, do you? So Megan, Megan's going to go to the bottom of of this office building and she's going to shelter in place here because I don't think she's going to have enough time to get here. I'm one exit away. I potentially have the time to get back to Bo. Our our nanny who's got Bo is grabbing food and water and she's going to go. So you've prepared her too. <laughs> yes. You've also given your nanny some training. Yes. yes. Right. Exactly. And, and we're going to go to a we've got a residential tower that's, that's just down the street. It's ten stories. It's got three stories underground. She's going to get three stories underground. When you introduced all this to your nanny, she wasn't freaked out and didn't quit uh she was just like uh, she, she was just knows like, that okay. brandon's a little out there she was like oh okay like it was kind of coming like she gave me one of those looks like uh okay <laughs> and so then i when we i walked her through it and kind of showed her how we're gonna get in there because the other thing is it's Do you got have a, a pack for her no but i got her a gas mask because in that and, and i got her and nice. i got her attack like chemical nuclear nbc clothing as well oh you do what does that clothing do if there's a fallout uh it just helps shield you because like think people don't realize this but like when when nuclear fallout gets on you it absorbs through your skin right Right. so one of the things is if you are outside and you get exposed to it you need to take a shower you can take those clothes off leave them outside take a shower that will actually really really? help you yes so that that clothing has got like a a charcoal kind of thing that absorbs that stuff and keeps it off of you but but allows it to uh allows you to be safe from that fallout if a nuclear blast happens and it blows this building down wouldn't it blow it all that debris on top of you too and you're stuck underneath there and can't get out so they did they did a a study of the hiroshima and nagasaki Uh of the people that survived from there Uh and there's a strong correlation like listen if it hits downtown and it wipes you out if you this is assuming you live right i mean right. we're we're close to downtown so but if you live through that yeah. there's a there's a significantly improved chance if you're underground and you stay there for for 24 to 48 hours underground waiting for all that fallout to hit the ground and then after that about 90% of that radioactive material actually goes away somehow you make it through after not getting crushed you live, and you get out, you've got your suit on, right? Right. Does that protect you from that 10% or whatever after yes. 48 hours? Really? Protection is is relative, right? It, it gives you a higher, higher probability of living, like significantly okay. higher probability of living. Do you look like one of those guys in E.T.? When I look, I look like if you've seen any of those movies, like where you see the guys in military gear, it's all military surplus gear, where they've got the hoods on and that, and you've got an AR-15 and stuff like that. I'll be, we'll all look that like will that. Be you. That will exactly, <laughs> including you pick, picture will you, that. Well, will she have an AR-15? Yes. Okay. Yes. She, I guess I will. <laughs> and, and, and Megan, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I Megan. guess I'll have to do what I have to do. <laughs> okay, so now we now we've gotten past the first two three days or whatever. Okay. I mean, now what? Yeah, so so then it goes down to okay, you're going talking about sanitation, water, and just basic survival. So it's like okay, so are so we now are we shifting into long term survival? What does long term look like? Yeah, long long term. Yeah. So let's so so we've so got a now, ranch. So you make it through there. Somehow you make it out from underneath the building, right? You got your protective gear on. You bug out. And at this point, 
there's there's a couple different scenarios. Like you said, you have the maps and everything. And you've you have got, three you've different got, you've routes. You got extra gas. You got extra gas. Right. So if it's a nuclear deal, it's a little bit different. You're probably not going to be dealing with. If it's a power outage, though, there's all the roads and there's no yeah. nuclear fallout. You're dealing with a totally different issue. You really are because you can't take a car out of town, right? Well. Well, unless you got a gas uh, reserve like well, us, the, 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 well, the nuclear nuclear project is probably destroyed roads. Actually, I mean, you've got a whole host of other issues. Right? It's how fa- how Let's far? back up we, for a second. We can shelter in place You're, though at our house, at our current house, if it's still there. If it's not there, then we've got our bug out bags and whatever else. So, how got. long can you shelter in your own house? Oh, for a year probably. So, what are the? So, if you have to get out of town, all right. And you're dealing with, okay, let's say it's an EMP deal. You've got cars all over the road that are dead, right? You can't even get out because your car's dead. See, here's what do you do the, Here's the deal. EMPs, they've, they've detonated what's the equivalent of an EMP like inside of a of, of a motor vehicle, like like putting off like a like a power of like a like kind of like a simulating a nuclear blast going out. And it will turn off cars, but it won't it won't fry their electronics the way you would think it would. Really? Yeah. Exp- yeah, so it's it's interesting. The government's done some a lot of studies on that. Now, newer cars are more susceptible because newer cars have more electronics, right? Yeah, a ton. Um, but they found that a lot of these cars, not not all like of if them. If you have an old car, it's basically your radio won't work, right? Right. Is Greg in trouble because he has a Tesla? Oh yeah, I'm screwed. Probably. But let's say let's say mm-hmm. you 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 survive sure. that and you're able to get out, okay? We or or you get out to where mm-hmm. our ranch is. At that point, now we've got a well. My question is, okay, so go get me through this. You get out, how, and how do you get to your ranch? I guess the car. If, okay. if the car doesn't work, then we've got a, like a lot of other issues because we're now we're sheltering in place. So we either we're either in Dallas sheltering in place at the house. Yeah, or we are in at the ranch. Or if you have enough time, you bug out with the stuff and you're heading out of town, right? So I've got survival stuff all down at the ranch and survival stuff at the house right. equally distributed. So right. it doesn't matter where we are. Now the house has got a has got a full generator. We've got a generator that runs the entire house. If it happens awesome. when you're at the ranch, that's though, one of it's the things better. I really enjoyed. What the generator he pushed oh, to get? It's like huge. It's Probably half the size of this office. Six feet by four feet. Seven, six or seven it's feet. Huge, yeah, but it's huge. How much extra gas do you have for that? No, it's a gas it's, line, it's a going, gas into line it. going to it. Like a natural gas line. Okay. So, and then we've also got a gas generator at the Would house. Would that too. possibly shut off, though, with a, some, you know, I mean, if, if it's some sort of a EMP or a uh, uh, nuclear issue, wouldn't that shut off your gas line? If it disrupts the gas line, yeah, potentially. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I don't know where the power – I don't know how, how – where the gas is coming from. That's the other thing. Like if the gas is like I'm trying to help 300 you miles away, I don't I'm, know. What I'm trying to throw is all different all scenarios. Things, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to bring up scenarios for you're you. You're just furthering his prepping. So you can be prepping. more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. All right, good, good. You're, you're, you're feeding the monster. Yeah, yeah you are. No, I'm it trying really to help. Bother me. I'm trying to help. No, I'm trying to help you. No, I because if there are other scenarios that you haven't thought of, I'm just trying to help you prepare for those scenarios too. But yeah, but see, here's the deal. There's certain assumptions you've got to make in in every city. Sure, you, you can go, but you know, there's a point where you go. Well, listen, I can't. I mean, I'll, I'll listen. It I, takes I, a lot of money. To I would. I would love to have a little gyro <laughs> helicopter. So I, if that didn't work, you know, potentially that. But you you can't. You can say, okay, well, you're trying to do X, Y, or Z. But we've got bikes. I guess you could ride a bike well, let, 150 miles to the ranch. You let know? me ask this you question. Try that. Yeah. So compared to who you would consider the most prepared. Hypothetically, uh-huh. what level of prepared do you think you are? On a scale of one to ten, what level of prepared do you think you are today for scenarios that you can conceive of? Probably like a six, maybe. A six. Okay. okay. My follow up question to that is can a person get to a ten? If you have a lot of money, if you have a lot of money, like okay. a, like like a ten is like you have you have your own unlimited. I mean, because you're, you're we flying, it all costs money to do all this. You're making your way to New Zealand. Well, yeah, you've got you've got like a nuclear silo. I mean, you've got a a, a real deal government silo. If you had unlimited like money, basically, well, then or you're, if you're if you had a ton of money, you're. Bill Gates or something like that. Well, then, you, then you're would the president, you have right? That? You, oh, I, yes. I, I, would, I would have a I bunker. I can answer that for you. I would have, have, a, I would have a, a real bunker underneath my house, kind of oh, like the yeah. White, White House has Actually, a bunker underneath it, and then you'd have another bunker someplace else, and then you would have transportation where you'd have a helicopter 
probably or a plane. We probably would need to move to fit that helicopter pad. Yeah. Our lot is, and we would probably move first. Okay. Okay. So I've got one more. So one more point, then I actually want to move on to one more thing. So so ten has to be the U.S. president and other world leaders. Right. Yeah. Those are the people. Those are the yeah. human beings that are probably the most prepared. Governments. Right, because they've got the, the, the entire resources. resources of the government Unless them. there's somebody who has the you know thinks the way he thinks with regards to prepping and has unlimited funds, too. That sure. person could be They could be close. You know, you know, randomly, you guys remember Dr. Booth? Yeah, of course, the eye guy. Yeah. The lazy yeah. guy. Yeah. Dr. Booth, Dr. Booth has his own island. He's got his own island, aircraft, stuff like that. He doesn't, he, he, when he retired, he's like apparently like, like moved down. Oh, he's retired. Yeah, yeah, he, he do did both anymore. of our eyes, he, by the way. He doesn't. He doesn't do eyes anymore. He he uh, he's super prepared. Like he he talked for like the guy's a busy guy, right? Like a super busy guy. But he talked to uh, my buddy for like an hour and a half, literally in like the room about prepping, and was telling him all the stuff. He's got he's got two or three different bunkers depending on where it gets hit around the country. He's got his own island if he needs to go to his own island. I mean, it's insane. Wow. Okay, so. I want to talk about this last phase of things, and then I've got something I want to do to wrap up okay, our conversation. Cool. So let's just say you, whatever. Now you've gotten through. You've gotten to your ultimate destination, which think, is ideally the ranch, right? Or, well, right or if now. his house is, yeah. is if his house is destroyed. So what, whatever, one of those two places. Okay, I think earlier in the conversation you said that. I think the problem with the house though is if they see your lights and everything, you're gonna. No, I mean, and, gonna and, and here's tough. the thing: is I've got a, a rain barrel that's outside that's collecting passively collecting rain, but it's only 530 gallons. So that's a limiting factor. So the idea is. You want to get away from this population. Yes. I want to get to the yes. ranch. So okay. I, that's that's where I'm going. So, I'm so we're that. getting away from people. So you, yes, you, you get... and I are definitely getting away. We're going on that ranch. Yes. We're going on the yeah. ranch. Yeah. I'll meet you out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're on the murder list. And I, I'll bring Toph's head with me. There you go. <laughs> that's just going to add to your weight. You, do, you got to keep your pack light. It's worth it. He's got his pillow, though. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. He'll be inside the pillow. Help. Help. Okay, so you've reached your destination. Okay. What what does long, long, long-term look like? Because, uh, let me qualify it, because my opinion, and, and I, I admit I'm a little more enlightened, so mm-hmm. I, I think my, I've adjusted my opinion, but if so, one of these giant major events happen, to me this is binary. Either you're co- totally prepared and you can sustain yourself into the next whatever, or you're not. And I just assume that, you know, the nuclear bomb land in my lap. I don't want to survive. I don't want to live in a post-apocalyptic world. Right. You have a different opinion, obviously. So you get to your destination. Now you're looking long-term. You're taking a deep breath. So what does it look like for the next two years, five years, 20 years in, yeah. in this, in this new existence? So at the and, right, and, and, and why do you, why do you want, why do you prefer that rather than just be the victim of the event? Because I believe that in human evolution, even when societies collapse or whatever, right, that eventually people figure out a way to make it right and come back and you can get some semblance of a life that you had before. So once you get down to the ranch, the great thing about that is, is that I had what's called a simple pump installed. The simple pump is one of the, the, the deepest hand-pumping wells. It can go up to 325 feet. Wow. Okay, Our well is 175 feet, so half that, and it can pump five gallons a minute. And then our recharge rate is about 0.33 a minute, which means every for every three minutes, we're getting one gallon back into it. So we've got, assuming our aquifer stays good, unlimited water. You know, groundwater, and we're pumping it out. And we've—I'm actually in the process of building a solar shower. Okay, we've got a septic system, so now we've got unlimited water. We've got a, a, a septic system. We've got a year's worth of food down there. Okay, and then in addition to that, I've got all sorts of—I've got traps for small game. I've got probably five traps for small game, five traps for medium game, and I've stocked all my ponds. We've got three of them: some with some with catfish, some with um, bluegill. And then I've got traps that are passive traps, something where I don't have to be there. Mm. So I've got traps for small game, medium game, large game, and then I've got traps for the fish out there. And then I've got rifles, and then I've, we've got bows and arrows, and we've got uh, crossbows. So we've got all these tools to help us survive. And in addition to that, I've got crossbows. Yeah, Interesting. and I've got seeds too to plant, plant stuff. Okay, so, people hunt with crossbows. Yeah, I've, I just I just shot I shot a deer with a crossbow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> did it kill it or did it run away? 
Oh no, it kills it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Me. So so <laughs> it will tear you up. Let's not talk about killing. Oh. Yeah, that's the other thing. Let's just let's get this out there too. We've got a big hunter, right? Yeah. And then uh, someone who just loves animals, yes. right? Megan, I'm actually circle back around you in just a minute. Okay. It, what what is your expectation, or what's your what are you speculating? Is the amount of time before you can kind of come out of doomsday mode and your things are kind of back to normal? Is the problem is is if you get like a, a EMP that fries the electrical grids and, and really transformers and there's these things that are really made. And I think they're made in China now, um, but the, we, the U.S. doesn't even have nearly enough of them. So if those those big things that you see in those substations go down. They've got a handful around the nation, but that, that could take a year, two years to actually get enough of those back up to get the entire grid back right. back together. So I think that you know probably six months you'll see a huge difference. A year. Here's the other thing: is disease. I mean, like you get a pandemic or something like that, you just want to stay away from people. I mean, you're. I'm, I'm thinking. Just remember when six, how it happened to Ebola? Everyone freaked out. Yeah, six months. Yeah. Six months to two yeah. years, somewhere in there. That's all you think it's going to take. To get yeah to get some kind of stimulus because if it's not a world event you got people just fall, I mean you got other countries coming okay to so, help you. so here's what I've learned in our conversation so the first thing is you have to know what you're going to do in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes that, that's essential for your survival right? you, you got to have a plan before it goes bad then 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 you have to kind of survive 24, 48, 72 hours right and you in that in that time period you got to get to your ultimate destination then you've got to get through at least the first year and then you've got another couple of years maybe more before things start to come back to what people would consider normal? Let me put it this way. Because that's, that's a much shorter time frame because I'm thinking, how do we survive for 20 years until you know things return to normal? If things don't get back to normal based on where we where we are i mean we're, we're we've got seeds and stuff for a garden and we've got water yeah um, i was gonna say you're you're starting you're starting to plant your own food you're planting right your own now. food yeah, yeah. You, that, that that first year of survival food only gives you enough to start planting crops right and you've got to, and that's the other thing i'm not a very good farmer i'm gonna tell you that right now like i, I don't I haven't grow much other than the tobacco on our farm you know so the idea that i'm gonna go out there and be like a master gardener and like i'll be able to go kill stuff trap it and stuff like that i'm, I'm very confident in that ability but like my ability she can to be your gardener. That's what I was thinking. It's probably where I need to step up, huh? <laughs> she can be the gardener. Besides you can be producing the more children, the hunter, <laughs> the, the gardener. The population. But yeah. but I'm but I'm just saying. Well, I'm hearing you say that do you're you're starting to feel comfortable after a couple years. What if it's five years or ten years or twenty years? Well, I mean, at that point, you, you'll. That's the that's the reason I would say I just want to die in the event. I don't want to have to do no, it. No, because because we oh, we've got antibiotics. I mean, we've got tons of antibiotics. I mean, we've got the ability to I think keep ourselves. How healthy. do you get antibiotics like that? Fish antibiotics, same thing. So the, fish antibiotics. So the stuff that goes to our cattle, to our chickens, to our mm-hmm. fish, and stuff like that, what they put it into tanks is the same exact capsule. So amoxicillin isn't isn't mixed with other drugs or uh, was it Ceflax or Cephalo, whatever? Cipro. 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 Remember that for uh-huh. the anthrax yeah. stuff? Cipro is is just is is, a, is one one chemical. Like you can go down the line and go get. All those antibiotics, and they they're meant to be dumped into like a fish tank, and you can go buy them from a fish supply store online, and it's literally you pull the pill out, it is exactly really? the same pill. Huh? Okay. I didn't realize that. So yeah. one more question before I come back. <laughs> You're teaching me a lot today. <laughs> we promised that, didn't we, at the top of the show? <laughs> so before I turn back to Megan, I just have one. I think one more question. Do you have a total for what you've spent up to this point on preparedness? Now, see, I th- here's here's where, in my opinion, okay, the listener is going to be hearing you and thinking they they originally thought all this stuff was crazy stuff, but they hear you, that doesn't sound crazy, right? Right, doesn't sound I, crazy. I at agree. All. I agree. Now, when we get to the money, if you actually <laughs> tell us, they might go back to that crazy. <laughs> That's just my guess. But I have a follow up question. So, <laughs> so just answer that initial question if you wouldn't mind. Uh, yeah, I'd say. And this is just a guess too, because you haven't like you don't have. I've Are you a, counting the ranches? I've got a prepping category. I'm trying to think of like over the years, like right. like how much that's been. Yeah, what's just a ballpark number that you said? I mean, you've the spent ranch on, on is probably, the ranch. Would you consider that? Yeah, that's a yeah, good question. I, I, I would because that's I his would. ultimate destination. Yeah, but do you also use it for going out and hunting and stuff like yeah. that too? Right? It's true. If you if you if you take out the ranch, I mean, it's it's probably. 
probably five hundred grand if you take in the ranch, and probably two fifty, three hundred if you take. Okay. It. I don't know. All five, right. six hundred. I mean, it's a bit. It's a substantial mm-hmm. investment. My follow-up question to that is: Someone's listening to this program, and they're saying, "Okay, you, you've piqued my interest. I need to, I need to maybe get on this. I need to join this." Where do you where do you start, and then what if you don't have the monetary resources that you have? Can can you do this on a budget, or or if you don't have a lot of money, you're just out. You need to give up on this idea. No, I mean it's, it's the, the the easiest simple things to do is first off you need you need water and a water filtration system. Those aren't very expensive, so they can, aren't. No, no, you yeah. can like. Um, so, so you can be prepared on a budget. Is basically it, what I'm saying. The things that you would need initially is just a water, like a small water filtration. I'm willing system. to bet at 24 years old you were doing it on a budget. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, I, I got the Great water point. filtration system. You got you get like one bucket, like a they, they like Wise or Mountain House sells a 72 hour survival kit. You get like that, which is like 150 bucks. I mean, okay. it's, it's not much. And then the other thing you need is you need some kind of gun. You need some kind of like protection on you. So if whether it be a handgun, a shotgun, or I wouldn't I wouldn't say a hunting rifle initially. I'd say do some kind of rifle, some other kind of rifle, uh-huh. some automatic rifle. So you think that they could be prepared enough that it's worth their effort to try, even if they don't have a lot of resources. I think for a thousand dollars, if you don't have a lot of resources, a thousand dollars will make you prepared for seventy two hours. That's including buying a, new, a brand new gun. A right. brand new gun. I mean, you could shoot. You could probably do it for six hundred. You know. Okay. So that answered my question. You can be prepared on a budget. Yeah. Okay. That's good news. For some. I mean, my first my first weapons were with the U.S. military. Had they bred bred a nine two FS combat, which is the first gun I bought. Second was an AR fifteen because it's the military. So anything that's good enough for the military has been tried and true and tested. This was good enough well, for me. You, and then the your first food. gift from to me was a gun. How much was that? Like five hundred bucks. Wait a okay. second! Your first gift to her was a gun. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? It was. I should have okay. taken yeah, that, that as a that, hint, right? Right. That's, but you're I saying didn't. you didn't know until you were married. That was that was it. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like you can that, take that different directions. That's an is that prepping technically? That's an Not excellent really. transition. That's an excellent transition. Here's where I want to go with this. We have plans to hopefully do an episode on uh, do opposites attract, and we're going to have a couple couples come in, and we're going to discuss that. You guys seem like you might be examples. Yes. Like you're on the same page regarding certain basic things. Mm-hmm. However, in this discussion, you are on the opposite end. You're not, you're not a hunter. You're not really into being prepared. All The activities that this involves, that's not your thing at all. You're not into guns. So what? I, I, I'm, I'm sure the listener is curious. What does this look like for you? Okay. So let's back up a little. Like I'm not totally against prepping. Like right. I appreciate it to some degree it's just when you get to a certain point you're spending so much amount of dollars i just think i'd rather spend it on other things right um like but but i can appreciate it like when i was little i had this fear of i don't know why i think it's because someone's house burnt down in the neighborhood i had a fear that our house would burn down and i started packing a suitcase under my parents bed with all my essentials like and all the cash I would get from Christmas, everything under the bed. So, like, I have a little, a little right bit there. of... I was say, sounds like prepper. Yeah. I have prepper. a little bit of that prepper-ness okay. in me because, you know, I was putting it right next to the fire escape ladder because well, yeah. I was like, Mom, Dad, you need to grab my suitcase, my bag, if there's a fire. And you know? I know you well enough that you're a detailed, organized, prepared yeah. person. So, like, you're a I responsible a, person. So I can appreciate being prepared. Right. Um. It's when I was when I was measuring her face for a gas mask. That's when that's, she lost it on me. Yeah, no, exactly. Like she's so like, why are you measuring and my, measuring face on her my iPad? chest? I was like, to make sure, because like for like, women, don't, it's don't women it. is a little bit different, you know, because you got breasts to deal with. Like for a, a, I've heard of those. So yes, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a little bit different measurements for um, the body for armor. Body the body armor. armor. Yeah. So sure. like when he was measuring me for that, I was like, okay. This is a little crazy. <laughs> like, can I not okay. just wear any body armor? I just want you to be comfortable. It's it's really not that comfortable though. Yeah, it's, body it's armor's got, pretty heavy. It's got to be more comfortable than if they getting they getting yeah. shot. This is this is true, <laughs> but like it's a lot more comfortable than a bullet. I mean, I pre- appreciate too. preparedness, but like I think he takes it to the next level. So I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. But, you know what's but so crazy? I don't it. feel like I'm that prepared. He enjoys like, really it. Don't. It's yeah, his he's hobby. He's a six on a on a one to ten. Right. Look, I don't. If what that's would you consider thing, him on a one to ten on your scale? Oh, I would like say at least an eight. An eleven. Eight. 
And yeah. at least an eight. go to 11. <laughs> yeah. well, and I say an eight because I know like of what he's thinking about next. Like I know what he could do if he wanted, if he, he, to consider himself a 10, I know what he would do. Like the, the big thing is. And that would be like a bunker, bunker. and all that stuff. So that's, I would that's say the we're thing right that's like, there. if I ever get like a ton of money, we're, we're, we're going to have a bunker on the So range. if you had a bunker, where does that raise you on your level? I think that probably takes me to like an eight. Because I was going to say a point higher, maybe nine. Two notches, yeah. yeah, no, and it's not nine because but you have it's, to have it's, that unlimited supply of money to get to a ten. I feel no, like. because because then at that point you can go and by the way, a bunker's not foolproof. All me, all you gotta do is cover the vents and you die in a bunker, like just from just from your own breath, That's right? True. You, so so just because you're in a bunker doesn't mean you survive. But if you're in a bunker and something, some kind of event happens like an asteroid hits the earth and like you go back to your that's one that's when i'm like man i don't know if i want to be you know if the, if the world's on fire and then also you pop out from this bunker and right. there's nothing left right. you know, it's like right. oh god like, like what yeah. kind of world is that but if there is some kind of okay blast you know nuclear blast and you it needs to be good to be under underground for four months or something like that, then I want to have that ability okay. so so there's some opportunity costs here because the resources you're spending on preparedness aren't going into like stuff that's making you money. It's just a money pit. Well, I, what I was going to say is is yeah. other people prepare in in a more um, conventional way like for college or for retirement or you know so Yes. That's all still happening. We're that's still doing that. That's a very good that. point. That's 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 a different way of prepping and You're prepping for something else. Well, and I think most people that would well, consider a likely, more likely. A likely right, event. a likely right. event. You're so, prepping for something that may not, may or may not be. We don't know, right? We don't know what the percentage is of something right. happening. But you're prepping for something that maybe not, not as expected as some other people. And think. going back to my first day when I started this, I don't want any of this to happen. Like right. I enjoy a very comfortable life. Right. I like the fact that I go to the like, gas station. You want your son to go to college. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're yeah. prepping and for that. I have no desire to have him grow up in some world where everyone's struggling and we're having to kill people to st- to keep our little resources. I mean, you can go do that right now in like Somalia. I mean, right. you don't have to go you don't have to go to apocalyptic world, just go to some third world country and you can go live that life right now and then you're not signing me up for that. Right. Well, I, I have to admit, in this conversation, you've brought us a little closer to your side of the conversation. It's much closer to the center than I expect. Exactly. That's the reason why when she says, oh, well, Brandon's a prepper and the, 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 right. such a like, negative conversation. I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, my friends all laugh about it, you know, and I've got a buddy who's kind of a prepper too, but you know. You know who that buddy is? The person he owes the rant with. Oh, okay. That's okay. exactly right. That makes so much sense. Okay. That, that uh, we're, we're, al- we're almost out of time, but what I did in preparation for our time together. Oh, you prepped? I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's, great. That's the other thing yeah. we've learned today is I think there's a little bit of prepper in all of us. Yeah. Right. Similar over there. No, what I did in preparation for our time together is I reached out on Facebook uh, to our listeners and just wanted to know if they had any questions for a doomsday prepper. Would you like to answer some listener questions? I'd love to. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I was hoping you'd say that because otherwise it would be super awkward. Yeah, if you said no, I'd be like, end of the show. No, no. I, I would not yeah. like to answer your questions after getting <laughs> questioned for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now that I've been interrogated, I'm answering no more questions. No more. I wouldn't blame you for that. That's why I asked, and I just didn't say. Okay, let, let's start here. Okay. What if he said, I'm not prepared for that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then the, I'm about to end up down to level one. I mean, yeah. if I can't even answer questions, right. how am I supposed to survive? That would be That's the right. irony of all ironies, and we would just have to stop the show, just <laughs> abruptly stop the show. Okay, the first question comes from Phil from My Thing Can Beat Your Thing. That's another podcast. Okay, he's not taking this very seriously, but I'm going to ask the question anyways. Okay. How does a doomsday pepper compare to a habanero pepper? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer Next that question. question. Yeah, I, think, question. I, think, I think it's prepper, not pepper. I think you've misunderstood. Oh, Paul Shomo. Oh, Paul. Who, uh, oh, who thinks welcome. Greg is a national treasure. He's from Varmints. Thanks, I don't, Paul. I don't care so much about the food and water thing. I'd like to know what they've done to prepare for the stuff that actually kills people in a survival situation, hypothermia, lack of sanitation. Also, how do they plan on combating boredom and other things that might weaken your mental state if when they do have to adjust their lifestyle in a doomsday situation, realistically, how long do they see themselves surviving with a a relative amount of comfort before the crap really starts hitting the fan? Actually, you know, that that goes back to that's sanitation yeah it's like how much toilet paper do you have that's right. that's another that's like a very serious question because it is. it's like it is it's, it's it's not fun out there with leaves you know uh we've got 
I'd say a Leaves good are probably better six, than a hand then. Yeah, like, <laughs> some people use their hand. I know, right? So, so he's he's yeah. asking a question about, about, about sanitation yeah, right. and enter- entertainment, which, right? Which actually is, is all things I thought about. So so that we've got enough toilet paper, and then the the ranch has got a septic system, so they will flush. So going back to our scenario, long term survival, our our objectives get to the ranch. We get there, okay? right? So we're, we're assuming right. yeah. we get there, okay? Yeah. Then we've got a septic system. We've got water to fill to fill the toilets. You know, hand fill them ourselves, and then that way they will all flush. So we're not dealing with septic flowing back up into it. And we can also we've also got a ability to go out in the woods. We've got like a little seat that you can put out there if. Those toilets stop working. So, so you've got a second toilet. You're prepped for. A second I'm like toilet. so we can go out in the woods. We, we yeah exactly. We've got the okay. outhouse and stuff right. like that. And then that's sanitation. Number two is we like got, I go outside and I go to the bathroom with my dog every night when I let her out. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't go. Yeah, number two. Number two. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. Like right. you know, the guy right. goes to the bathroom yeah. number two and is yeah. with his dog and in the backyard. She's taking a dump, and I'm yeah, no. like, like the mad but, pooper. But yeah, He's yeah, the like the mad pooper. And then, uh, and then uh, the water though, we've got what's called a lifesaver. It's we've got huh. two of those, and those there's like jerry cans, and then we've also got the ability to boil water because. Um, that will sanitize it. And then we've also, our, our water coming out from the well is drinkable just out of the well. So we've got multiple ways to sanitize water if it gets contaminated and we've got a well. Okay. And, then, and then also we've got board games down there. We've I've got books, literally just books that I bought. I've never read them, but don't, don't intend to ever read them unless we ever read this. So you're and prepping cards. for books. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I've got books. And you have and cars. And also, here's the other thing is I've got books on the solar system, um, like trapping, like uh, medical stuff, okay. you know. So, I mean, I've got yeah, so, I've got a lot of library of books at yeah. the house and in in Dallas, and a book and books there on skill sets that you would need to survive. Oh, and, so, and how so you're to. kind of overlapping, keep, yeah. keeping people entertained, but also educated and exactly. bringing your family along. Okay, okay. Let, let's right. uh, let's move on. So Shane Lockwood, host of Easy Like a Sunday Morn podcast, he has this question: Do they still deal with money, and if not, what alternatives are they using or planning on using? So actually, liquor. We've got mm-hmm. a bunch of liquor down there that's not for drinking, just for bartering. Yeah, there you go. So oh, for bartering. So you're prepared for bartering. You're really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, vodka, whiskey, stuff like that that's just sitting, you know, this, it's, it's just under a bed. It's not meant to be drank. Do you have any gold bars or anything like that? We've got silver. Okay. Silver coins are worth like 40 bucks, you know? Yeah. Like, like an actual silver piece. Uh-huh. Those are actually like, here's, here's a $40 silver piece. At some point, it'll be worth something, you know? What about gold bullion? I'm not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth something, right? You know what the misconception is about what you're asking? Is that in a situation like we've been discussing, resources becomes far more valuable than currency. Right. This is the reason why I chose liquor. Like like immediately you move to a barter society and, and anything that we have been using for currency just goes away. Yeah, yeah but if someone had gold bullion, I'd No, because stuff. you can't do anything with you it. You can't do anything you have with to it. Co- you have to con- be able to convert it to something it's that can food. help sustain you. I, I, I feel like liquor most people like, you know, and it's it, good times people drink, bad times are drinking even harder. So that, that was the reason why I went with that. Next question comes from Adam Saunders, who's actually my co-host oh, on, Adam. on uh, This Week Today. Lord Saunders. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who actually came up with the idea of how you respond to someone when they cough. Yeah, that was right. his idea. Right. Thank you, Adam, for that. Yeah. Um, his question, well, I thought he had asked a good question. So if you were just going to guess, this is pure speculation on your part, of, of all the scenarios that we talked about, what's the most likely cause of doom out there? Oh, that's a good question. Adam's a bright man. So, uh, yes. Pandemic. Disease. Disease, like just some kind of just like influenza. That's number okay. one. All right. Uh, and number two is just a power outage of some okay. sort. Got it. Okay. So this next question came from Laura, Laura Thompson, but others asked a similar question. But what kind of relationship stress? We talked a little bit. I mean, maybe it's money related, or maybe it's just. I mean, to, because you two are so different. Yeah. On because that you're plane. so dedicated to it, and she's not necessarily. Yeah. Like how, when you were just talking, when you're like, "Ah, oh, Greg says he's just convinced me to get 500, honey." Yeah, and like no. you guys were looking at each other. You guys were looking at each other, and the, you were looking for approval, and she was the the the, the biggest thing that we had the most. It was a bunker. 
obviously when we were trying to build the house and we were like trying to figure out the full monetary thing that that was the thing that we were like that she just kind of put her foot down and said no but for the most part she allows me to I think she does yeah she allows yeah. me to kind of be me and right. which is great and that's we don't have a whole lot of fights about it but right. like when I was measuring her face during her iPad time and her downtime <laughs> and, and she's, and she's like, I like why, my downtime why, why, why are you measuring my face or why are you You're measuring like, my boobs for this like <laughs> that's when she kind of gets yeah. a little annoyed like you're, you're interrupting my time and to be fair I really don't like being interrupted during iPad time no, regardless of what it is if it's measuring me for something <laughs> what or, are you doing on your iPad typically uh, Yahoo checking news. Yahoo going okay. aboard Panda going to the Chive seeing what's on the news okay. really just me time really just basic it's just me, me time. time seeing what's on she's the news she's been pretty good about that I would say she lets me kind of do what I do so Sarah Stapleton who played uh, Karen on the Karen and Ellen letters had this question and we've, we've kind of just touched on it but she has a nuance to it so how, how do you settle, and I think you've answered this, how do you settle disagreements about this whole thing? It sounds like you've done a great job of accommodating him. You yeah. kind of defer to Brandon on stuff. Yeah, you kind of let him I do his thing. I kind of just let him do his thing. It's well, the his other thing, thing is I, 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 I let her, I try to explain as best I can why we need this or why we're doing this and what this maybe item or this plan or why we need to talk about this, what this will do, and, and, and especially now that we have a child, how that will relate to us. And I think if, if you if you have an open communication with your partner, that you they understand the benefit of what you're providing, and maybe they don't fully believe that it will ever happen, but at least they respect it. Yeah. Okay, so there's a concept in that I think is really helpful in relationships in other situations, and that is you're leading out with the why. Right. If you lead out with the why rather than saying we need to do this and just try to drag her along, but if you lead out with the why first, that there's a greater chance she's going to come along with what you're doing. And if something happens to me, I want her to understand how she can survive without me. So this isn't just a a one person over here, and you know you can need to do it with me. Right. Yeah, this isn't. This is about us being together for the rest of our lives. So our next question comes from Brandon Cruz. He is the host of the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast over at Apathetic Enthusiasm, which I think is a funny name. He wanted to know if you <laughs> saw if you saw and liked the movie Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I saw. But the it. one where they go underground and they he think the guy's crazy, hostage. but he's yeah. really not. He turns out not to be right, crazy, right. you know. At the end of it, right. I mean, he's crazy, but he's not. It's like a whoa! Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, who cares? I mean, if you, <laughs> I'm kidding. If you haven't if, seen if you're it by my now. Doomsday thing, you're probably like clearly up to date on Cloverfield. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Sarah Stapleton wants to know uh, zombies. Have you prepared? I'm not worried. There, I'm is, not worried about zombies. Is there any real life version of zombies that could occur? No, and that's it, really just for Hollywood. And, and by the way, if there, the, if there ever was my the gun that's going to kill the my in my mind the gun that kills the, you and I or or the other person out there is probably going to kill the zombies too. Yeah. <laughs> now the only thing about the zombie thing I think could be somewhat true is not necessarily zombies, but like some sort of epidemic, like you said, that turns people kind of. I don't know. That's that's the real life zombie. You're right. The cr- the craziness people turn like the, the how the desperation turns to almost zombie like right. behavior. Like right. I need like to attack you life. for yes. like a can exactly. of beans. Like I'm going to kill you. Over. Okay, right. so there there is a real life version of of zombie that could occur. Yeah, yeah. it's not like what people see in right. the movies. But right. yeah, Megan Sarah also has a question for you. Do you um, do you ever worry that um, you're going to roll your eyes so much that they get stuck back in, in the back <laughs> yes. of your head? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do it when he's not looking. <laughs> Sarah Stapleton's a very funny woman. Um, okay, let's see what else we got. Kelsey Jane suggested that um, she has a lot of bottle caps, so maybe she could use that for currency. Uh, Kelsey, I don't know if bottle caps are going to have a lot of value, but... Well, the game Fallout, they do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you so, go. That's why she said that, huh? That's exactly yeah. right. That, that game, video game, that's, that's the currency. <laughs> Kelsey hits on something that I asked a little while ago, which was the opportunity cost. What, again, to you, what, what would you want to spend the money on instead that you're spending on prepping? You mentioned a pool. Is there any, I mean, anything else you would you would spend your prepper money on? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't even fantasized about it because I can't. It's not an option. <laughs> it's not an option. I'm thinking, like, there's just really, there's this Chanel purse that I've had an eye on for, like, years. Yeah. But, I mean, I just can't justify it. So, so I, I mean, it's material things, clear for sure. me. So, so I have a follow-up question to that, which is, so, so she's she's deferred to you a lot, like really let you run with this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're doing kind of in trade? Uh, yeah, I mean, like 
can the Chanel purse be one of her bags that she has prepped stuff into? <laughs> Is it bulletproof? That's right. That's right. <laughs> like I don't know if I want to get purse. dirty. That's yeah. the thing. But, like, but hold it, you hold it up. You hold it up. Can't shoot me in the head. I got a right. Chanel purse of bags. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are going to go like hotcakes yeah. if, we d- if we discover that they're Heck bulletproof. Yeah. Once again, I think we've entertained, informed, and educated the listener. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Brandon, Megan, thanks for being with us today. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for you. having me. Megan, was this was this as painful as your first experience on the podcast? No, definitely not. Okay, good. Just oh, see, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a little more re- comfortable on this one. This is true. Brandon, I'm assuming you've never appeared on a podcast before? This is my first podcast in my life, yes. It, good. It, it, was, it was fun, though. It was good. good. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for sharing your insight and for coming by on the show. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thank you for having All right. me. Well, until next time, you've been listening to Gravity Beard. See you next time, folks. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can listen to Gravity Beard on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheGravityBeard. Email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com or interact with us and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment from today's episode, please consider supporting us via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard for more details. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network, Go to podfixnetwork.com to see a complete list of network shows. You may also consider subscribing to Podfix Presents. It's a podcast by all the Podfix hosts where you can hear exclusive original content that you'll not hear on their individual shows. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. You can find them on the YouTube audio library. All the other music credits can be found in the show notes. Until next time, this is Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. This is the Gravity Crab pass. The people that are going to rob you first are going to be your neighbors, so now I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> so they, just, they just went to the top of Brandon's murder yeah. list. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. What about you, Greg? Are you done podcasting? You like to usually podcast. I told you this, Chris. I'm never done podcasting. <laughs> I don't know why I have to tell you again. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, you are a national treasure, so. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm really not.